do not discount the work that God has called you to. No matter what your station or financial situation or educational background or no matter where you're from or what color you are or whose mom you are or whose mom you're not or whose wife you are or whose wife you're not, do not discount the work that God has called you to. It is the enemy who wants to keep you trapped and to stifle God's work. But God has gifted every one of you with work. Run hard after it. Welcome to the Women in Work podcast, the show that inspires you to confidently step into your God-given calling and view your work as meaningful to the kingdom of God. I'm Courtney Moore. And usually I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Missy Branch. But for this season of the podcast, I'm going solo. For the next several weeks, you'll hear from the contributing authors of our forthcoming book with B&H Publishing entitled, Women in Work, Bearing God's Image and Joining in His Mission Through Our Work. Our team prays these conversations are not only encouraging and inspiring, but will also give you a good preview of the book itself as we chat about each chapter throughout the season. You'll also love getting to know our amazing contributing authors whose chapters I had the privilege of editing. Pre-order your copy of Women in Work at the link in the show notes, and thank you for joining our mission here at Women in Work by making a one-time donation or by becoming a monthly partner at womenwork.net slash donate. Thank you so much for joining us today. Listeners, welcome to another episode of the Women in Work podcast. We are um, delighted you are here today, and um, this is actually a really special episode. As you know, we are in uh, a season of talking about the book coming out, the Women in Work book bearing God's image and joining in his mission through our work. And as you know, each episode this season is going to be featuring an author, a contributing author to the book. So today I get to interview my wonderful co-host of the podcast, Missy Branch. Missy, welcome to the show as a guest. It feels so strange and I have missed you this (laughs) season, but I'm really excited for the opportunity for our listeners to hear from all these incredible authors. Yay. Well, we love it. So if for some some reason you don't know who Missy is, perhaps <laughs> she shared the, <laughs> that would be perhaps great. Missy shared this episode <laughs> and you just started following her on the socials. Who knows? But let's say you don't know who she is. Let me give you a little bit of info about Missy, just like we do for all of our guests. Okay. So Missy Branch serves as the Assistant Dean of Students to Women. And she is the Director of Graduate Life at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in North Carolina. She is also currently a student there, and she is completing her graduate degree in ethics, theology, and culture. She is married to Deuce. Together, they have four children. She is passionate about women seeing themselves as theologians and disciples first. Missy is a contributing author to not only our book, but also another book called The Whole Woman, Ministering to Her Heart, Soul, Mind, and Strength. And as you all know, she is co-host of the Women Work Podcast. One last thing, she is currently serving as chair of the Board of Trustees at Lifeway Christian Resources. We are so proud of Missy and just so excited to be interviewing you today. <laughs> this, this is a blast. So fun. <laughs> this is so much fun. This book is making me really excited. And so being able to be a part of it was such an honor. 
love that you are a part of it. Um, okay, let's chat about how we first connected, Missy. Um, yes. Our friend, Amy Whitfield, who is actually yes. our chairwoman now. She is chairwoman yes. of the board of directors of the at board. Women at Work. Yes. Um, she connected us back in the day. And I don't even actually remember. I mean, I remember having a conversation with Amy, but I don't remember what led her to think you need to meet Missy. You know, I don't know what yeah. we were chatting about that put her, put you in her mind. Um, but we did, we scheduled a call mm-hmm. and this is back when I lived in Mississippi. So it's been, well, it's been a while Four years. Yes. in fact, because you came on as a board member. Yes. You remember that? Yes. So yeah. First... We weren't, this wasn't about a podcast at all. Exactly. When we talked, we talked, the first conversation was so much fun and I just felt like, wow, I just feel like I met a sister and, um, yes. we just connected and you asked me if I'd be on the board and I was like, whoa, what me? <laughs> That's right. And then at some point along the way, the the podcast came about and I thought, oh my goodness, I think Missy would be such a fun co-host because we really, in some ways, even though you're from Philadelphia, I'm from Alabama, Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. communities, different life experiences. In some ways we do have some similarities in terms of just coming from a single parent home and Mm -hmm. uh, some of the just, it's interesting sometimes as we're chatting, it's like, oh, that happened to you too. Yeah. Um, you know, but <laughs> yes. it's kind of some differences and some, and then I feel like the same vision for women and work and mm-hmm. all of that, the Lord really made us kindred spirits in that way. So, yes, this has been sweet. <laughs> it has been. We're talking about your chapter in the book today, but before we get into that, I got to ask you our rapid fire questions, Missy. Okay. Let's now I will say these are going to be slightly different than our normal guests that we, you and I always ask, because we've actually already asked you these questions. I really want our listeners to go back to episode 29 when I interviewed you last summer. Um, and then I think you interviewed me on episode 30. Um, you answered our normal rapid fire questions there. So yes. I'm going to switch these up and give you some new questions. Um, okay. And then of course we did our ask anything questions together last year too on episode 31. So those will be fun for our listeners to go back and listen to. All right. Number one, what aspect of your work is bringing you the most joy lately? Pouring into women. It has been so much fun. And those women are both in my home and at my work and along the way in life. And it has been so sweet to have conversations that are coming from my studies and from God's word. And yeah, because those um, conversations are always mutually refreshing and mutually beneficial. So as I'm pouring out, the Lord is like checking my heart and sometimes I'm getting a chin check, <laughs> but it's been that I, if I were, I, even when I think of what would I do next, I don't know because of how much I genuinely love the opportunity to pour into women. That's awesome. All right. What was the biggest lesson you learned last year? That sewing has to be intentional. Um, you know, the concept of reaping and sowing when you sow, sometimes I think we think if I just do good things and good things will come from it. But when you think of the principle of sowing, it's actually work that has to be done intentionally. And then once you have sown and cared for what you've sown and invested in it and spent time with it and committed it to the Lord, then when you reap, you see what you're reaping is actually the benefit of hard work. And so sowing needs to be intentional is what I've learned. Fabulous. Okay. So what is something you're planning on doing in this current year that we're in, or that you just hope to do that you have never done before in your life? Well, I 
I'm trying to graduate in May. So Ooh. I've never graduated with a master's before. <laughs> but I also went to the uh, jungle and I plan on doing going places that I've never been. So graduating and taking a few trips this year to places that I've never been. Amen. Well, we are cheering you on and praying you on across that uh, graduation <laughs> yeah, I need line. The prayers. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> Before we dive into the specifics of chapter two that you wrote for the book, um, I just want to talk about your actual work, what you do every day. You work at Southeastern Seminary. You're the assistant dean of students to women and, and the director of graduate life. What do you do? What, what does that look like? It's never the same thing twice. That's the beautiful thing. My days are not, excuse me, are not dull. I, um, I have a team and we do a lot of discipleship and organizing discipleship opportunities for other people to do. So we have a mentorship program that we created there. And so we match mentors and mentees and make sure that's up and running. We, I also uh, speak into discipline cases with our students, which it's not my favorite, but at mm. Southeastern, what's been really sweet about the head, the Dean Dean is that we are always looking towards restoration and not just, you know, people being in trouble. <clears throat> so it's really beautiful to be able to participate in that and see God do great things. Uh, I do my, I do disciple women throughout the week and we also plan events for students, for women, for grad students, for married couples. So we, yeah, it, we, I mean, it's a lot. I plan our new student orientation as well. And um, yeah, yeah, we do a, we do a million things. Yeah. So it's a so, lot of fun. Um, our listeners will remember that um, you and I did a live episode of the Women Work podcast at a conference, Cultivate yes. Women's Conference, that your team hosted, yes. put on. Yes, yes. I mean, it was a dream. One day I thought I would love to have a women's conference, a women's leadership conference at Southeastern. And it's crazy to go from a thought bubble to a reality. It was really, and it was, it was not so just me. It was beautiful too. I mean, it took guys, a million hands to make it happen. Ooh, I mean, I just remember arriving on campus and thinking, oh my, I mean, I walked in, y'all had a little marketplace set up. We had a booth mm -hmm. in there and you had this beautiful uh, balloon display. You had a <laughs> neon sign that said cultivate. And I thought that was my first, like, oh my gosh, they've gone above and beyond. I mean, that was just my <laughs> initial thought. And then the whole weekend proved true. Uh, it was it excellent. Was Are you guys going to have, have another cultivate conference? We are planning Cultivate 24, so okay. that is something to stay tuned for. Stay tuned. To, yeah. Awesome. Well, should be can't fun. wait. Cannot wait. Okay. So not only you got your job going, um, you've got, of course, a husband. You've got your four kids. Your your kids are mm -hmm. big, though. They're yes. pretty much yeah, out of the house, babies. right? Yeah. My baby just turned 18, so <laughs> yes. Okay. You're in your last semester at Southeastern. Um mm -hmm. You're serving as chairwoman of the board of trustees at Lifeway. Mm -hmm. Not only that, you just, as we're recording this, returned from the Amazon jungle where you served with Kelly Minter, which she told us all about in episode 34. Yes. Okay. So Missy, it's a ton. How are you seeing the Lord's faithfulness to you? Like in this really busy couple of months you've been in? You know, he has been, it has been so sweet to know that there are people that the Lord places me on their heart for them to be praying for me. God has been so kind that there have been women who have just been like, Missy, the Lord has you on my heart. And so how can I pray? <clears throat> I don't take that for granted. I was raised by a prayer warrior and I've watched God do some incredible things through prayer. So I don't take it for granted that the Lord has been 
um, allowing other people to be a part of all the ministry that I do in praying. But also I, my family has been so supportive and um, actually, you know, my kids are grown, so they're really not even thinking about me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as moms, we're like, yeah, they're missing me. Girl, they don't even know I'm going when I'm going. <laughs> so, but it's been sweet. My husband is, um, he's the best. And so I really, I see the Lord giving me a lot of grace. There's no such thing as balance. I've learned that a long time ago, but he's given me a lot of grace. And so as I'm trying to knock all these things out, I just can focus on one thing at a time and... <laughs> <laughs> he's been honoring that one thing and then I moved to the next. There you go. That's how you got to get it done. And uh, so encouraging that the Lord is calling these women to pray for you. I think that's yeah, the sweetest, so such sweet. a yes. evidence of his love for you. Yes. Okay, I so told you're... one lady I feel spoiled. Sorry. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Missy, I'm holding a copy. Can you see it? Of I can your printed out chapter. <laughs> Um, chapter two, image bearing and your good works. So we love thinking about the idea of being image bearers here at women in work. I mean, we literally got the t-shirts. Um, yes. <laughs> so talk to us, I know, right. Um, talk to us. What does it mean? Just base level. Like, what does it mean that we are made in the image of God? And like, why, why is it so important to think about that, um, as women who work? Or just as women, first of all. You know, it's when we get caught up in our flesh is when we really spend a lot of time in the comparison game. She has this. She, I don't have that. Or I do have this and she doesn't have that. And um, But when we recognize that all of us at our base level are created the same, that there's this unique sameness that transcends anything that any of us do, has or does not have, and that kind of levels the playing field and allows us to point to the actual image that we bear. And that image is Jesus Christ, God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit. And so being able to recognize that is both humbling as we get our heads big, but also so encouraging when you're feeling like maybe I didn't get that gift or that skill or that hair or those eyes or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I love thinking about how you talk about this so well in, in your chapter, how we each carry with us certain attributes of his, right? And how we have the, you say, the distinct privilege, unlike anything else created as humans. And even as women, um, we really, we bear his image. I mean, that's yes. what we do. We bear yes. aspects of who he is. So how, why do we, you know, we love thinking about that as it connects to work. And so how do you think of through that? Um, in terms of being his image bearers and like what we do? I honestly believe that everyone was created to work, everyone. <clears throat> and that looks different for each person based on your context, based on your skills, based on how the Lord has um, wired you. But I believe everyone was gifted to work and to lead. And being able to allow all of our work point back to the Savior is unique as Christians. Everyone does work. Every person was created for work. But as believers, our work uniquely points back to the God of the universe, giving him glory and trying to bring, like redeem everything back towards him. And so it's both a gift and a responsibility, yeah. our work, yeah, yeah, to image him through it. 
you say, I've, I've actually quoted you um, in different talks that I've given <laughs> since you wrote this chapter. Um, you set up your chapter and you really go through what it means, even in more detail than you have just now on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But you really go into detail about what it is, what it means to bear the image of God. And then another section you have, you take it a step further, just what you were just talking about now as, of how when you come to Christ, um, your identity becomes even deeper, even more meaningful. I want to just read a quote. Um, You say, the reality is that glimpses of our identity as image bearers have always been on display. But once we come to Christ, the image bearer gets a makeover. I just love that line. Once we come to Christ, the image bearer gets a makeover. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 describes this change as becoming new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The seed, behold, the new has come. And then you you go on to say, um, though we have always been connected to God as his creation and had a special way to reflect him as image bearers, just like all humanity does, Mm-hmm. Um, once salvation comes, our identity takes on an even deeper, more alive form. We are made new in Christ, renewed women because of this regeneration that has occurred in our hearts by faith. Jesus himself describes salvation as if we are being born again from John chapter three. Um, in Christ, you are no longer just an image bearer, but a disciple. I mean, that yes. really deepens the meaning of our work. Um, let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you think through that? Um, I don't know. What would you like to say about that? <laughs> you know, I, the image that I have, even in hearing those words, is of Jesus walking the earth and saying to somebody in particular, hey, I want you. Leave your fish, leave your nets, leave the boat, come follow me. And while there were people all over, everybody's around, humans that God loves and has a plan for, he said to this person, hey, come close. And I think when the idea of being close to Jesus, like I can't imagine walking the earth with Jesus for it. <laughs> like, you know what right? I'm saying? I just, yes. I can't imagine. But the idea of being not just around Jesus, but close to Jesus is something completely different. And I think I did something like th- like this in the in the chapter. But you know, it's one thing to be um, to know of a millionaire, and it's another thing to have access to a millionaire. Exactly. And those two things completely change your life. And so, if I have access to this millionaire, access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and relationship with Him, this, that means I now there's nothing that I need that I can't get from my Savior. And I don't mean that like, I mean, legitimately need. Right. And that brings me so much joy, Courtney. I I don't know. It brings me so much joy. I think because I don't come from a space from with a whole lot of excess. I didn't grow up. I grew up understanding need. (laughs) And, but not, but not, um, but I grew up knowing Jesus. So I recognize that even in my need, he was the supplier of that. And as right. we got it, it came from him. And learning that at, at, learning that as a young age has impacted me. And so the more that I've watched God answer prayer, the more that I've watched God provide, the more I recognize I'm his. And there's mm-hmm. something so satisfying about that. I'm going, my mind is going two directions with hearing what you're talking about. One is, um, 
Philippians 4, 19, when he yes. says, um, and my God shall supply all your needs. That's beautiful in itself. And the <laughs> yes. second part says, according to his yes. riches that are in Christ Jesus. And so um, to think that at the disposal of Christ is, I mean, everything. He owns it all. He's the creator yes. of it all. His, yes. He has it all. And he says, you know, it is, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom, you know? Yes. And then I think about, you know, Romans 8 when he says, um, if he's already given us his son, how will he not also freely with that yes. give us all things? And so yes. I love thinking through, you know, it's not just that we're image bearers, not just that we have value and dignity because he has put his mark on us as creatures. But I mean, as believers in Christ, we are just in him now and there's it's not just what we can get, but it's the fact that he wants to give it and yes. uh, to be, have that privileged relationship. Um, it's life-changing. Incredible. It's life-changing. You know, Courtney, there are seasons that um, <clears throat> are hard as Christians. It, there, I have had some really tough, tough seasons, but I remember being in prayer and saying things to the Lord, Lord, I just need this and I need you to meet me here and I need you to hear me here and to ha say those prayers to him and then to be in a conversation with maybe the person that hurt me or with someone around me and have them to re regurgitate those words back to me as if the Holy Spirit was saying, Missy, I hear you, has been so powerful. Wow. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I, more than once have I had mm. the Lord just say, I hear you. And I really, I think as you begin to watch the God, watch the God of the universe intervene in your life, mm -hmm. then you're like, man, you have a plan for me. That is so crazy. <laughs> it is. It is mind blowing. Yes. yes. Well, and the second thing when you were talking a minute ago, the second idea that popped in my mind was just the word Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and you actually do mention that a little bit in your chapter, the fact that you know, he, we're in Christ and every, like we said, everything we need, he is ready to provide that as we're so dependent upon him. But the fact that we can walk through our day, um, with whatever work he's called us to, if it's, mm -hmm. I mean, we go always say all the list of all the things that women do, yes. all of women are <laughs> yes. doing everything, you're doing everything I'm under the sun. Yes. Um, but the fact that we have a God whose name is Emmanuel, God with yes. us, um, man, it, it doesn't get sweeter than that. You're right. Yeah, just, You're just, right. You know, Courtney, right now, my favorite or period, my favorite scripture is Psalm 91. And it starts off with he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. But then that chapter goes on to list all these ways that the Lord will cover you and protect you and you will not fear and he will cover you and nothing will come near you and a thousand may fall at your hand, right hand and 10,000 at your other side, but you will not be moved. And I think of that as God with me, that as we're walking through these things, through the city, through life, through hardship, through great things, that the Lord is with me. And that, yeah, there just, there is a reality to that. That is, um, I almost hate personally how much time in my Christian walk I wasted not embracing that mm -hmm. and living as though God was not with me and therefore not for me. 
Yeah. Because I feel like I missed out some good years, but that's okay. <laughs> well, and even the phrase, you know, God is for you. I mean, I remember, you know, s- several years ago hearing that and thinking that sounds so selfish. Like God is not for me. He is for himself and his glory. But the, that, it, that's true. But like God is for, I mean, it literally says that in the Psalms, by the way, God is for, like, right. I'll have to find the verse, but um, the fact that he is with us and he does walk with us. He is for us. He is for us because we are in him. And of course he wants to see us. How could he for us to me? It's like, he's rooting us on. Like he sent us his son. He dropped our, his image in us. He gave us himself. He's revealed himself to us. He gave us his word. Why would he not be for us? (laughs) I know really to help us persevere and to cross the finish line in a way that honors him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and then yes, I love, yes. you know, going back to what you said a minute ago about how, you know, you had prayed these very specific prayers and then to have somebody stand right in front of you and repeat those exact words. You know, I'll tell you something very similar happened to me lately. Um, it was um, at the conference that I served at um, in New Orleans. We were supposed to yes. tag team an event. Oh, and- <laughs> crushed me that I couldn't be there, but the Lord knew, the Lord knew. I knew you were going to crush it without well, me, so it's okay. The Lord used you not coming mm-hmm. to cause me to be much more dependent upon him because I was, mm-hmm. I realized I'm dependent on Missy. She's going to carry this mm-hmm. talk and she's kind of got this and I'm going to be her sidekick, but she's really got this. And then I knew the moment you couldn't no. come, I thought this was from the Lord, from, from me to, to depend. Yes. And there was a certain, um, thing I was praying for, for that talk. I really needed him to come through, um, to help me with some practical illustrations and was just asking him, God, help me think of something to relate to these women to make it applicable, applicable. And I kept kind of, um, I had this kind of one phrase I just kept thinking about. I got up that morning, um, the morning I was going to give the talk and I got on Mm -hmm. Facebook and, uh, there's a lady from our church that was sharing, um, actually about her work, about her job. And she'd gotten a promotion and she was kind of wrapping up this one place of work and then she was moving to the other. But the phrase that she used that very morning on that post about her work was the exact phrase I had in my head and had been praying about. And I just, the moment I saw it, I thought, the Lord loves me. The Lord Mm -hmm. loves Mm -hmm. me in this moment (laughs) of depending on him, needing him for what he had called me to do. And I feel like that's exactly what you're talking about. Philippians 4, yes. 19, Emmanuel, God's with us. The answered prayer, walking with him. He is for us. We're abiding in him and he's coming through for us. This is your interview, but I'm talking too much. No, <laughs> girl, because, and you see, I'm just, I'm in, I'm with you. This is so, no, because it's so true to even the details, Courtney, when you think about that, I was not able to be at that conference and that crushed me because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a part of that moment, but the Lord wouldn't allow it. But he was doing things, you know, Piper said one time, you, we see what we see God doing. We see on the face, right? But behind the scenes, God could be doing a thousand other things, right? So many other things. And Mm -hmm. the Lord was helping me heal. And I was having all this crazy sickness, but he was also doing things in so many other spaces. And one of those spaces was in your space and in your heart. And so the Lord, he is so incredible how he can take what feels like this is going to be terrible. 
and really turn it around to get so much glory, right. so much glory that is his. So all that really goes into not the, only the fact that we're image bearers, but that we're really in Christ. The image bearer gets a makeover. Um, so your chapter, like we mentioned, is called Image Bearing and Your Good Works. And you really spend a lot of your chapter on Ephesians 2.10. Um, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. And so um, what does it mean? Let's just talk about what does it mean? You talk about this in the chapter for us to be God's workmanship. It's a beautiful idea. I I just got yeah, I'm like goosebumps. I just got chills thinking that God spent time thinking about how he wanted me. Like... That is both humbling and encouraging and like mind blowing that God said, I need Missy to be this way for this work in this context. And I need Courtney to be this way in this context for this work. And our listeners, God said, I need you to be in that space that way at this time for this work. And it's something about knowing that time was taken to create something that makes that thing much more special, right? Yeah, so my daughter, yeah. I have a daughter who's an artist and she, if she dares to buy us a card, everyone would be offended. Nobody <laughs> wants a purchase card from you. <laughs> You're an artist. So when she hands me her card, it's her workmanship and it was created for something. And so not only are we God's creation, but he put an effort and he created us for something and that's for good works. And we can often mix up our job with our work and not recognize that God has created us for work. Now we have to have jobs. That's okay. That's fine. But we need to be focusing on what God is on the work that God has created each of us, each of us for. And ultimately all of the work that God has created us for is to bring him glory. So when I think about that, like, man, how am I today with my quirkiness and my goofy personality and my introverted self or all of those things, how is the work I'm going to do today pointing to God's glory? Because he took the time to make me and then he gave me today. Yeah. All of that is gifts, right? It's crazy. And if you think about, I mean, even the second part of that verse, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. I mean, our minds are blown. Because you think about preparation, think just mm. something as small as meal, meal prep means on Sunday, I knew what I was going to eat Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah. That I had to think through that, season it, make sure it was going to be well, and even preserve it so that when it's yeah. time for that meal, it can be enjoyed well. Preserve it. Whew. Come on, girl. <laughs> Come on, Sometimes Lord. I notice on Instagram or whatever, you will use the hashtag, God is a preserver. Is yes. that what you're thinking of? Is that what you mean when yeah. you type that out? You know what? Um, my family went through some really dark times. And statistically, we weren't supposed to make it. And my husband and I come from fa- separated uh, parents. And I I just feel like the Lord showed up in ways that are mind-blowing. And he did work in both of our hearts. And he has preserved what? Satan absolutely wanted to destroy. And so mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm always thinking. When I see us make it, <laughs> when I see uh-huh. that the Lord had a plan that he prepared in advance for his good work, that he's the preserver. That's why we're still able to walk this out. 
Yeah. And I love, I don't know if you've heard uh, Shane and Shane's um, song from, it's Psalm 16. That's how that, it, they're singing the song. Yes. That yes. very first line is, preserve me, oh God. Yes. Um, just that prayer. I mean, there's so many things yes. that could take, off, take us off course, that can move us away from the good works that he has prepared for us and that we wouldn't fulfill our calling. And just to say, he's prepared it. He's created us for it. God, preserve us, preserve our lives that we would actually fulfill the purpose you've set out for us. And that's really what we see here in this verse. And you talk about this in, in your chapter. We see identity, image bearer, um, disciple, and then we see purpose for these good yes. works. So I want to ask you, I know when I, I mean, it really, this is, I don't know what, what you might think of this or. I always read that verse really and probably until like five years ago. And when I would, when I would read, you know, four good works um, created in Christ Jesus, four good works, I always interpret it through like a churchy lens, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, these are the good works I do um, when someone has a baby and I take them a meal. These are the good works I do when I uh, lead a small group at church or when Mm -hmm. I share the gospel with all these very spiritual things. But I think it's so much broader than that. Like, yes. what kind of vision would you want our listeners to hear to say, you know, it's it's all work is kingdom work here. I mean, right. it's not just, I mean, I could talk about it, but I want to hear you talk about it, Missy. <laughs> but I, I think that's what you just said was literally what I was going to say, because God created work. Yeah. So while there are parts of work that need to be redeemed because of the fall, and there are some work that you're like, mm, maybe that's not the work you do right Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. but, but God created work. And so the idea of work is good. And so when you think of it, me, you know, my, I have dreams of for each one of my children to be something in particular. And then God calls them to do all the things that they're going to do. And I had to let go of the idea that I knew what was good for them, that I knew what the good work that God had called them for, but that there was work that God had cut each of them out for, and it wasn't what I thought. And so it's funny because we can think that good work is either doing all the church stuff or the quote important stuff. Oh, she's a lawyer. Oh, he's a, a doctor. Oh, that's got to be good work. Yes. But I am convinced, I am convinced that when we get to glory and the Lord is giving these crowns out, it is going to be to the people who had no shine, who nobody was thinking about, but who were giving and serving with hearts of gold, like the widow's might, right? When the Lord said, she's giving more than all Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm y'all. I just am convinced that it's not about work the way we count it. But that God is like, if you're obedient to the plan I have for you and you're doing the work that I designed you to do, you better believe that I see it. You better believe that it's valuable and you better believe that it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, my thoughts are, I got, I got many. <laughs> Thinking of the scripture, you know, even just giving a cup of cold water in Jesus name, he says, you know, yes. you will not lose your reward even for yes. that. I think about that when I just fix orange juice for my kids. Lord, help me do this is unto you, you know? Courtney, we were just in the jungle with these pastors and these pastors serve people who have nothing and will give them nothing in return. And they, to watch people in the name of Jesus, go to the ends of the earth. People who have nothing Mm. go to the ends of the earth with nothing 
to serve people who have nothing because they say, oh, God is going to supply my need. I just got to go do the work. Gosh. They are the ones who are serving the least of these, my brethren. And when you serve them, you serve Jesus. Hmm. And that's when I, it was so humbling to hear people say things like, well, I mean, I have one pair of shoes. So it means I have more than all of them. Man, gosh. You and I have talked about shoes. Yes. We like shoes. Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> and I have sent each other text messages, <laughs> pictures of shoes we like. <laughs> she is telling our business. That is so true. No, you're right. No, but you're right. But then I sit with these. You know, yeah. Courtney, there was one lady in particular who struck me. I asked her what was some of the hardest hardships that she faces in her life. And she listed transportation in the dry season and the mm-hmm. mud and the wet season and the lack of food in her community and the um, inability to educate students the way they want to. So they're hoping to build a school and all this other stuff. And so then we were like, well, what is the thing that you would pr- like if we could be praying for you for something so that you could like fix all this? What what would that thing that you would pray for And this woman with nine children in this community said, just pray for wisdom. Oh, my gosh. I just want wisdom to serve people well in this space. Gosh. And I'm like, because she understands her work. Mm -hmm. She understands the work that God has given her to do. And she understands that she was created for it. And she's walking in that thing. And she was beautiful. And her spirit was beautiful. And it was so humbling to me to remember that all of the extra that we think we need, it's just what we think we need. Yeah, right. I mean, we he's really lifting her and providing yes. for her. Yes. With so much less. And she has more joy. Even... Yes, possible. Mm. Yes. Gosh. And she had more joy and more hope mm. than mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time. Gosh, I need to get down there. I need, oh, yeah. I need that reminder. Life-changing. Life-changing. All right. So what are some, we've talked about kind of, and again, you talk about this in your chapter, but um, for our listeners who are hearing this and they're resonating, they're like, yeah, okay. You know, God made me, I'm valuable. He's got a purpose for me. He's, he's thought about me and loved me enough to form me. And even all my experiences, not just, you know, how I work, but like even the life experiences go into us walking in that calling, those good works he's called us to. And they're like believing that. How can we, because how can we remember it, Missy? We get in the day-to-day and, you know, I, for me, I'm tired and I'm I'm just tired and I just got to get this done or, oh, I can't finish this because I got to go pick up so-and-so and things are left hanging. And, you know, so you get in the day-to-day, no matter what mm-hmm. work you're doing and things, you just forget this. So how do we, how can we be better reminded of these truths and then ultimately just have more peace and, and joy. Like, how do you think through that? I think it requires intentional being intentional. You know, I, I pray this all the time, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I, because I, I don't want to be wasting a bunch of time. I have wasted a lot of time in my life. And when you get to, I think you just get past a certain age or you get past the need for certain things and you recognize that time is a gift. And so I want to be intentional with praying without ceasing. So Mm -hmm. I have... I have, I've, I've said this a million times in different talks and to different people, and especially women that I've discipled that I have triggers throughout my day that remind me to pray. 
Really? If I hear a f- yeah, if I hear a fire engine, I know I automatically pray. I pray like an EMT or ambulance or anything. I pray for both that situation and for what God is doing in it. And then, you know, how the believers around can be a blessing to it. When um, I am doing certain chores that I hate to do, I have designated those as prayer time. So if I, I really, really, really hate f- the collection of socks with laundry, that's prayer time. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. And so I think it's just being really intentional to remember that, God has called you to something big. So that's not something you take lightly. You know what I'm saying? Like when you want to start your business, you're into it. And when you want to become an influencer, you're into it. And when you need a certain amount of likes, you're into it. And these are the things that are on your mind all the time. Mm -hmm. And so God has called me to something big, something powerful, something purposeful. And then I just lose that all day long because other junk came in the way because I let it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really renewing your mind, taking those thoughts captive, taking it back to the word. Constantly. Yes. I, I'm old school. I love the four by six note cards. I have them. Yes. Keep them. Try to read them. And then things on your lock screen, things, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I mean, really just being intentional to stickers in your, I mean, stickers now, you know, everybody got a sticker somewhere. <laughs> stickers, like just, I think being reminded on a regular basis that yeah. all of this is for God's glory and that you don't have to be a part of it, but he's allowed you to be a part of it. Yeah. No, I have to, but I get to. I've yes. Heard somebody say that before. Yes. Missy, I love you. I love you, friend. <laughs> we could just keep talking all day. I know. Um, we, we need to wrap up though. So yes. I'm curious, what is just, it doesn't have to be our typical, you know, one piece of advice you'd leave with all women, but just as you're thinking through this chapter even, um, or some of the things we've been talking about today, just kind of one closing thing you would want to leave with women, what would it be? Do not discount the work that God has called you to. No matter what your station or financial situation or educational background or no matter where you're from or what color you are or whose mom you are or whose mom you're not or whose wife you are or whose wife you're not, do not discount the work that God has called you to. It is the enemy who wants to keep you trapped and to stifle God's work. Mm. But God has gifted every one of you with work. Run hard after it. I received that, friend. I received that right now. Thank you. (laughs) Well, as always, a pleasure. Um, I love it. I love it. This is so much fun. This is so much fun. I can't wait for our listeners to get your chapter, chapter two, Image Bearing and Your Good Works. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be built up and they're going to be motivated to do it all for the glory of God. And so, Missy, grateful for your life, grateful for how you're running this race. And, um, just keep praying. He preserves you and you just, you just make it, you make it to Thank the end girl so and you will, because we you. believe Philippians oh, yes. 1, 6, Absolutely. you began a good work and you will complete it. So well, it, girl, that's a whole nother, we could have another talk on that one. Okay. <laughs> we should. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I love you, friend. Love you. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today. Pre-order your copy of our book, Women in Work, bearing God's image and joining in his mission through our work at the link in the show notes. And thank you for joining our mission here at Women in Work by making a one-time tax-deductible donation or by becoming a monthly partner at womenwork.net slash donate. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do that as well so you don't miss a single episode. 
And with that, we hope you've been inspired to more confidently step into your God-given calling and view your work as meaningful to the kingdom of God. See you next time.